Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Race for the Ring, episode 104, Self-Preservation. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert and explore the many facets of dating today and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am going to be doing a solo, mini solo podcast for you today. Um, I think as we get into the busy summer months, um, summer, in theory, is supposed to be a time to wind down, take vacation, um, you know, spend a lot of time with your family and friends and just sort of chillax, so to speak. But especially if you're an East Coaster like me, uh, you try to kind of cram everything in um, as much as you can because the weather is just so good and there's so many outdoor things to do and there's so many people to see and you want to squeeze in vacation, you want to do little getaways uh, nearby and things of that nature. And it sort of like builds up into this crazy hoopla of, um, of uh, you know, a schedule that you can't really keep pace with. So I'll give you a little, for instance, for me, I'm recording this actually the day before it's going to come out, which is rare for me, but I wanted to squeeze this topic in because I thought it was important to do. I'm recording this uh, for you on June 1st. It's going to drop on June 2nd. So June 1st, you know, first day of June, not even summer yet. Summer kicks off 21st. We all know that. Summer solstice and the whole nine. And believe it or not, I'm going to go through my calendar briefly. I... I'm almost fully booked for the entire summer, which is completely ridiculous in my opinion. So next weekend, I'm starting a little early, not even summer, as I said, this weekend, um, kind of already have some like little plans with the kids. I'm going to go to the shore if the weather's nice, things like that. Um, and I have a 
a lot of schoolwork. I'm wrapping up my third term at Pepperdine. So I have a lot of it's like two more weeks left of this term. So I have like a paper due and I have a final I'm prepping for and things like that. Fine. Next week, I am in LA for work. So I have that weekend is tied up with LA stuff. The following week is Father's Day. The weekend after that, my son is in a baseball tournament. So I'm going to Maryland. Then the weekend after that is the 4th of July. I'm on vacation. I'm going to be at the shore. The weekend after that is my daughter's birthday. So I have a lot of family stuff planned and things with her. The weekend after that is um, tentatively booked to do something with some girlfriends in the Hamptons. Then I am officiating a wedding for a sister from another mister and be traveling out of town. Then I am going to have a weekend free. Like that's my one weekend. I think that I'm free the end of July, but it will probably get booked sooner than later. Then I am doing something in the Hamptons and also seeing a show in Atlantic city. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to spare you, but like literally like now I'm back in the Hamptons and I'm going to Tampa, Florida for a book stuff. Like every weekend is like slam booked. It's crazy. So I like maybe think, cause if someone was asking me about making a date for something in August and I looked at my calendar and I'm like, I really can't. Like I, I hated to say no. It was very hard for me to say no to this person because um, they're very, someone I care a lot about. Um, and I also am a people pleaser by nature. So I don't like saying no to people anyway. But I knew that if I, I, you know, spread myself too thin and I'm already sort of at that point, I have to leave at least a little wiggle room. I'm taking three summer classes this term coming up my term four. And, um, and just, it's crazy. So I wanted to just go into some of the, the reasons why we need to really, um, say no to certain things, even if it's something you really want to do, but you just feel in your gut, you can, and ways that we can go about it. So we don't feel quite as bad because there's something with, that I struggle with. So I feel like if I struggle with this, you all probably struggle with it some degree as well. So I read an article recently in the Wall Street Journal, and it was really compelling. I'm just going to pull some of the information out of that. Um, Just so you know, um, these are not my ideas, although I'm going to elaborate on some of them. The uh, writer's name is Elizabeth Bernstein. I follow her quite a bit, and she writes a lot for Personal Journal, which is one of my favorite sections of the Wall Street Journal. I actually get a lot of really cool ideas for MD and Associates in this section of the paper. Um, And also just really compelling information, to say the least, for all of us. And this is one of them, right? So nice ways for self-care, learning how to say no, that we all need to prioritize if we want to rebuild lives that are more balanced and more meaningful. And it's so, so true. You know, the world's reopening. It has been reopening. It's sort of like the door was ajar, then it was halfway open. Now it's like full swing open, even though COVID cases are still sort of rising, unfortunately. Most people I speak to are going back to the office, going back to work, getting back on planes. Um, I know I just heard on headline news this morning that, thank goodness, movie theaters are, at least thankfully, like the Tom Cruise movie, back in booming mode. Um, They had like a blockbuster weekend. Apparently, it was like record-breaking for Memorial Day weekend. And what that means is that we're not like, you know, essentially in trouble, possibly losing losing our movie theaters, which to me is like really important. I'm sure to the like the world too, but I personally like really enjoy going to the movies. That would have been really devastating. 
And just as a sidebar, I did see his movie, Maverick, um, Top Gun Maverick. It was incredible. So I highly recommend. But anyway, that said, the world's reopening. So things are going to be coming up, right? You need to kind of arm yourself with some knowledge and some some tricks to keep in the back of your hat so that you can get out of such commitments and situations that you um, feel a little bit leery about doing because your schedule is just overscheduled and you also don't want to hurt people's feelings. So first and foremost, um, in this article, the writer basically says that you don't need to give a, a definitive answer. If someone asks you to do something, whether it seems appealing or not, the best advice she says and experts that she's interviewed were saying to do is to just thank the person for the invitation and ask them if you can get back to them and get back to them obviously in a reasonable amount of time don't wait months <laughs> we probably won't have months but don't wait like a really long period of time because then that would kind of lean into the rude situation um but basically you know give it a beat give it some thought be able to look at your calendar you know when you don't have someone breathing down your neck for an answer and you know, it also it gives a little bit of a buffer. So if you do want to say no or wind up saying no to the invitation, it's, you know, you can, you have some thought to and have the ability to kind of think it through what you're, you know, the way you're going to break the news to them. Um, she also says to basically start with a thank you. Like, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I really, really appreciate the invitation. I uh, just want to think about it. Um, and then I'll get back to you. So that, that kind of goes with the, the notion of not rushing, but um, it's important that you you do ask for uh, a pregnant pause, so to speak, so that you can give it some thought and properly give a, a reply that's thoughtful. Last, not last but not least, there's a few more. But the next step is to basically be honest. Um, so instead, if you don't want to do something or you just don't think you can handle, you know, you don't have the bandwidth to do all these different things like myself um, and you need to kind of get out of something, not to come up with a lot. Not even a little white lie. Just be honest with the person. Everybody is overscheduled. Everybody has a lot on their plate. Everybody has personal obligations. Um, some people have children to deal with and their obligations, work commitments, um, you know, just family issues. If you have like, you know, parents and things like that, that might be ailing or elderly or whatever, you know, so it's okay. It's understandable. Not everybody is going to have a free minute anytime someone somebody wants something from you. So instead of lying or, you know, I'm trying to give you an example of something. I think I recently thought, um, I forget what the scenario was. I definitely didn't do this. I, I was honest, but I, oh, I know what it was. Okay. <laughs> I remember I'm actually going to it. So I never did this, but for five seconds, I, have tickets to see a show with a friend of mine in um, later into the summer. And um, I over extended myself again, like I over like the point of doing this show today. And um, I think I triple booked myself for that date, I think is what happened. And it wasn't intentionally. I didn't put something on my calendar, completely forgot. And then someone asked me and then I thought I would maybe get out of that thing to go to the other thing. And anyway, so then my friend reminded me of this, this, these tickets that we had for this show. 
And I was like, shoot, I really did want to go to that truthfully. But I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like one of the things was with um, a friend who I do business with. So that's sticky. Um, what have you. Anyway, so I remember I was thinking that I was going to wait till the very last minute and just say that maybe I had COVID. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I really, that did, that thought did cross my mind. And then I just like, no, I can't do that. Cause it's not fair to her. And that also wasn't fair to me. Like, you know, I was kind of superstitious and I want to like jinx myself. I don't want to lie. And then I, whatever, it doesn't really matter because I'm now going to this thing. But so nothing ever, I didn't have to say anything, but I was, if I was going to get out of it, had decided I was going to just be honest with her. Um, and you know, ease the blow and like bite the bullet with a ticket, give it to her to like bring somebody else and would have lost money, but whatever. Um, but anyway, the, the best um, advice, according to this writer, and I fully agree, is to just be honest. Even a white lie can actually be debilitating and in, into a friendship. Um, it's, it drives a wedge in a relationship. Nine times out of 10, the person probably knows you're not telling the truth. And it's just better to be honest and to say graciously, thank you, like I've been saying, but you know, you can't go because of this situation. Um, I'd love to come, but you know, I, even if you don't have plans, I, I really prefer to spend like X night, like one night a week um, on self-care or just taking a night off. Like for me, I, Right now, I have a really big debacle because I mistakenly signed up for a class. My, as I keep saying throughout my life, I go to Pepperdine, and um, as you can imagine, the classes are Pacific time. And unlike some online programs, Pepperdine requires you to be live with your camera on and participate. And they try to make it as much as a in-person experience as they physically and possibly can. Um, it's important because of the material we're learning and things like that. And we have to interact and, uh, uh, you know, all of that. So in my haste at the end of term two, I signed up for these classes that I really wanted to take. I'm being very particular about the classes I'm, I'm pairing because um, I one class might be heavy with exams and one class might be more heavy with papers. And I'm trying not to overdo it with two classes with a lot of exams because the exams are very involved. Um, as you might imagine, it's clinical psychology and it's a lot of science. So um, anyway, so I hastily signed up for this class on Wednesday. So my, my nights that I, I carve out for classes, Mondays and Wednesdays typically. Um, so I have a day in between. I have one night of, I take one night away from one of my kid nights. And then I also take one night away from one of my work slash personal nights so that it's sort of balanced in some way. Anyway, so I signed up for the class and it was, um, it was 8.30 PM and I signed up and the day of the class, which was like about a month after I signed up, I realized it was specific time. So it was 10.30 PM and it's two hours and it goes to 12.30 a.m. And thank goodness this class isn't the exam class. It's the paper class. But this class requires so much participation. It's like multicultural and a lot of debating and things like that. And I was basically having like a panic attack when I realized that. So anyway, my point in telling you guys all of this is because this this term, thankfully, it's ending soon. Um, I typically reserve Thursday nights for myself. And that could be going out with friends or going on a date or just like not doing anything because the rest of the week, um, except for maybe some weekend nights, I'm so engrossed in just MBN associates and my book stuff and also school. Like I have so little time 
at all for downtime. And by downtime, I mean just going out to dinner with a friend or something like that too, as I said. So, um, but what happened this term was that because this class, like tonight, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, ends at 1230 a.m. on Thursday. Thursday is like basically... I mean, it's, it is what it is. I have to go through my life with the sport, but I'm so, so tired. So Thursday night, typically like my free day. And like, I wind up not wanting to go out this whole term on my free night because I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed so that I can have like a better feeling day on Friday. So, I mean, some nights I'll go out, like I am going out this Thursday, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not a hermit every Thursday, but a lot of Thursdays when I typically get out on a date or go out with friends or something like that, I've had to say no. I've wanted to say no and have to. I've wanted to say no and I did say no. And I said it in a very honest way because I just can't function if I am not you know, if I'm sleep deprived, like one day a week, I can deal, but two days a week is really brutal, especially with the type of job I have with um, PR. It's very, very fast paced, a lot of writing, a lot of like troubleshooting and things like that. So anyway, that's a very long way of telling you about that. Then um, another tip, according to Ms. Bernstein, is to soften the blow. So basically, you can do this by offering something else for the person. Like, so she gives an example if you can't attend a friend's wedding, you could offer to help with the planning or even just take her to lunch to hear about the wedding um, or maybe give her a very extra generous gift because you can't go to the wedding. Um, so basically, she has this formula where there's a yes, no, yes. So say yes to yourself first by deciding to prioritize your time over your request, over the request. So that was me like saying no to a date or going out going out with like a, a one of my really good friends or something like that when I knew I needed to sleep. So say no to the request, then follow that up with another yes, which is the offer to do something else. It should be something that works for both of you. So that's what she's saying to do. So something like that you would do, I guess for me, if I were to say no to that concert, or was it a concert? It was a show, that show that I'm going to. But if I had declined or backed out of that commitment, um, I would have said no, but I would have said yes in a sense because I would have given my ticket to my friend to invite someone else complimentary to go to. I wasn't looking to sell the ticket or something like that if I wasn't able to go because I chose something else instead. And then last but not least is to stay firm because some people refuse to take no for an answer. And I would probably crumble like a cookie <laughs> with this because I, I am I do have a hard time in general saying no to people. So so Elizabeth's saying that if this happens, just try to repeat yourself politely, like what you basically told them, just kind of reiterate that. So you're basically saying, and then if they don't stop, you know, you're basically saying to them, well, you know what, you're kind of pressuring me. I'm trying to be honest. This is a lot for me. And I'll tell you something like I have a friend who does that with me. I mean, to the point where I get a little bit annoyed because she says no quite a bit, but that's okay because after reading this I see like she's just she's needing to take care of herself first and foremost so she I don't pressure her 
but um, I think she jumps the gun and she'll say, if maybe I'll ask like something else instead or whatever, or to do something else. Like I'm, I can't even give you guys an example. I'm trying to think. I think the best example I can give you is last year. We were supposed to do something in New York and then she had um, a conflict because something with her kids camp, which I, I totally understood. So I invited her to come down to the Hamptons with me because I had to do something for work out there. And she initially said yes. And I didn't invite any other friends because I thought she was coming. I didn't really want to go to that by myself because I thought it'd be fun to bring a friend to hang out with the rest of the weekend. I only had this work event for a short period of time, uh, you know, in, in, in the weekend. And I don't remember why she couldn't come. It was like, uh, not the best reason. Um, I'll leave it at that, but she couldn't come. And I was actually kind of annoyed. I was honest with her. I was only being confrontational, but I definitely told her the truth because I was a little bit upset that she told me so late and I really wasn't able to invite anybody else to go because everyone was kind of busy already. Um, and she did share that she felt like, uh, not that I was pressuring her. She felt bad because she knew she kind of screwed me over. But I think she was just being honest about, she was starting to feel uh, very anxious about the whole situation. So I dropped it because I don't want to be the cause of her anxiety. So anyway, <laughs> that's just an honest story. Um, so so the moral of this, that story is just basically to stay firm and to be, you know, honest about your health. If you feel anxious, like my friend shared with me, or you're just feeling overwhelmed or you're sleep deprived. Like I share, I often am on Thursdays because of my misstep selecting this time frame for my class that I couldn't drop because I needed it. Um, and just being basically like just being honest and true to yourself because the race for the ring is a dating show. But as I keep telling you time and time again, the ring is really what you want it to be. It can indeed be an engagement ring. It can be like, um, a ring just for you, like a piece of jewelry that you were strong enough to buy yourself. Um, it can be a goal. It can be self-love. It can be whatever you want it to be, but whatever makes you happy and full and complete is really what that ring is. And so for today's show, that ring should symbolize self-love, self-care, and self-preservation. So that's what I'm wishing for all of you as we head into this fun, fast, and often furious season we call summer. So on that note, I wish you well. Have an amazing rest of the week and great weekend. And I will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Lori Verbinski and edited by Danielle Gordon. I appreciate your ear and insight. And if you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Be sure to check out my latest book too. You don't need to be a bitch to be a boss. It's on Amazon and available anywhere books are sold. And... Be sure to say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.